With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome back, baseball family. We are here. We are live. We are happening, and we are happy about it. How are you, Mr. Bradman? I'm doing great. Thanks, Brig. How are you? I'm great. Baseball family, you need to know something about Brad and I. When we play that intro music, we dance our pants off, and it is irreverent, and it is sometimes a little violent on my end, I guess, <laughs> and I, I don't know if I'm doing physical therapy or needing it soon hereafter, but... Here we are. <laughs> it's 48 seconds of exercise. It's so much fun. <laughs> Baseball family, we really are excited that you're here. We really are excited to get into this because the weekend is going to be exciting. It's going to be magical, partly because I I woke up this weekend and I realized that it's about to be July. And I thought, well, now hold on. July is historically the time of the year that I don't watch as much baseball i don't know if it's that way for you brad but i i I just feel like some things lag a little bit some of the division races are exciting a lot of them have been kind of taken care of by now um Mm -hmm. at least you'd think and then you get lulled to sleep in july right and then stuff happens and you're like what did i miss that and if you're not paying attention bam anyway so i had this I, I have to remind myself of that every year, and that happened again in, over the last couple of days. So jumping into July, we're going to tell you about what games to watch this weekend because there are some series you're not going to want to miss. But first, we have got to talk about some of these current events because there's a there's a couple that are just absolutely insane. Before we kick it off, baseball family, we would love for you to interact with us while we're live on this show. We do it every Thursday night. So jump into the comments on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. We're glad you're all here with us. And uh, let us know if you have questions, comments, or concerns while we're going. Make sure you give us your name so that we know who to call out, unless you want to remain anonymous, at which point we will not hold that against you, because sometimes the best comments are done in anonymity. All right, Brad. (laughs) Frederick Freeman. We got some news about Mr. Freddie Freeman and and his agent, actually. And... What what happened, just for those of you who do not know, this is what's gone on. Somebody threw up a tweet, and the tweet alleged that Freddie's agent never alerted him to the Atlanta Braves' final offer before he went to the Dodgers. 
that he was never made aware of the last offer that they put up, that it was essentially the same one the Dodgers made, that it was uh, something that we have been led to believe he would have accepted in the event of his foreknowledge. But so now we're getting into some of the hearsay and speculation about it, but that he didn't right. move to it or extend with Atlanta because he didn't know. Okay. So here's, here's stage. Here's one of the interesting things about this brick. So this story broke. Um, Doug Gottlieb of Fox sports tweeted yeah. this out and broke the news. Now right. the thing about Gottlieb is he is primarily a basketball guy. So I'll be honest with you. I was a little shocked that he was the one to tweet this out. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, he is on the record as being an Angels fan. Okay. So <clears throat> that being said, he, he does like baseball. So he'll t- he'll talk baseball during the summer. But on the other hand, like I don't want to say that possibly he's putting a little dis- trying to put a little bit of dissension in there in that Dodger clubhouse as an Angel fan with some influence, mm. right? Mm. I don't I don't know that that was necessarily the case. Because today, Freddie Freeman's former agent came out yeah. and said that was not true, that he was going to be pursuing legal action. And so, I mean, yep. honestly, to me, after this weekend with, with the Dodgers being in Atlanta and then seeing that he fired his agent but not seeing why, I was like, I wonder if Freddie Freeman had a little bit of buyer's resort, uh, remorse. Yeah. Right. That was my first thought that he's like, yeah. maybe he, that I was like, maybe he got a little bit of pressure from his agent. Like, Hey, they're giving you the extra year. You don't need these jokers. Cause they're not going to respect you. Go to LA where you know, you're going to win every single year. And so then he's and like, wow, the I six got some years really bad advice. It anyway. Yeah. Right, yeah. And, and maybe thinking like, Oh man, I got some really bad advice. Should have stayed regardless. And then boom, gone. Yeah. Well, as it turns out that that may or may not have been the case necessarily that, Sure. More nefarious dealings were going on. Right. Well, maybe. Uh, so we right. so maybe. Maybe. And that's the problem here. Uh on his podcast today, David Sampson said that there's no way Freddie Freeman didn't know about this. That there's no way that a guy who's been with that club for 10 years and has had the impact, has brought the fans to the ballpark, everything. Everything that he did in Atlanta, there's absolutely no way that the front office people did not communicate directly with Freddie and say, are you sure? Are you absolutely Mm -hmm. sure? Samson brought up, now for those of you who don't know, Samson, David Samson was uh, the president of Miami Marlins, Mm -hmm. Florida Marlins when they started. So he's done all of this before. And he said that this is not, this is not the way it goes. And, And you really should go listen to his, podcast because the way he describes it is is really good he, he goes about it in a really good way but anyway he said that that all of these allegations are hogwash basically what does he call it horse, horse hockey horse hockey <laughs> he calls it horse <laughs> hockey it's like not even possible that this allegation is is true mm-hmm. um so i i sorry i'm gonna keep going for a minute i talked i live in braves country so i i called and had a conversation with one of my braves friends fans uh, Braves fans, friends. I don't know how to say that. Anyway, <laughs> one of your friends who's a Braves fan. How's that? There you go. Thank you. I say I have an editor. All right. One of my friends who's a Braves fan, and he said that uh, a lot of the speculation was about Freddie's wife. Actually, she's from Southern California, the LA area specifically. That she's a real estate agent, pretty successful one, I guess. 
in that area and that he may be getting pressure from his wife to move back to home closer to family etc cetera, etc cetera, so that she could be with those people doing her job and you know wouldn't you like a little work a little closer to home kind of a kind of a thing to pull from hamilton those of you paying attention um the idea is that she was maybe getting a bunch of flack from the fan base that now that the tweet came out was misaligned was maligned already it didn't make any sense and now that the tweet maybe has no bearing at all on the reality of the situation either now the fan base is all up in arms trying to figure out what's going on again because the fact remains that the feelings of the fans are hurt that's it just hurt feelings and it's business for some people obviously Mm -hmm. but it's not for the fans and that's that's tough man yeah it really is well, and and not just his wife. I mean, he's from Orange, California. He was mm-hmm. he went to high school in Orange, California. So that's those yeah. are his stomping grounds, right? For sure. The only way he could get he could get closer to where he grew up was to play for the Angels. So I feel like like the move made sense to everybody, right? That yeah. these players they try to make as much money as they can, as fast yeah. as they can, and they try to get these as long a term contract as they can because that means that. A, their money is stretched out, and B, they're employed for longer. I mean, I yep. say this all the time that having worked as a contractor for an entire year, that like there are times where it's like, boy, I sure wish I had something to do today. It'd be nice if I had gotten in writing that there was going to be work today, right? Yeah. And so I can see that as a baseball player. Like, granted, they're making way more money than I was. Sure. Right. But at the same time, though, like not having income can be scary, regardless of how much money you have. And they are contractors. And so, yeah, and, and I had never thought of that until last year, that they're contractors. They're contractors. If they don't have a contract, they do not have a job. And that contract, just like any other contractor, can be cut yep. based on the desires of the person who extended the contract. So yep. I understand wanting the stability, wanting the money, everything. That all makes sense to me. It made perfect sense for me to, to me for him to go to L.A. But now seeing this weekend i was kind of like maybe i don't know like the whole thing with the agent could have happened the whole thing with his wife pressuring him could have happened and i think there still could have been some buyer's remorse on his part i think it's probably a mixture of everything Mm -hmm. my personal opinion i'm with samson i don't think this is the agent's fault i don't think i think maybe the pressure like you're asserting came from the agent and him Mm -hmm. saying no guy we said six years stick to your guns be worth the respect Mm -hmm. you should command okay i get all that and i think that's super possible but this erroneous claim that nobody knew about it and that he kept it under his hat until just the right time when it wasn't possible to go back i don't Mm -hmm. i don't buy it i'm not buying it that's tough because that's a major breach of trust between somebody between a player and an agent and the agent i've always felt like was supposed to represent the player and have their best interest in mind unless he's scott boris of course because he has his own best interest in mind as we know but i would think that somebody like this who i mean from what i understand is his agent is has a pretty good reputation among the league clayton kershaw's agent was Derek jeter's agent yes by the way yeah i didn't know he's jeter's agent but i mean to to be representing those guys he's got to have a good reputation and this does not seem like something with a something somebody with a good reputation would do i don't think so that's my personal opinion as well yeah. uh speaking of david Sampson, baseball family um we spoke with him and that conversation is live 
actually. You can jump on YouTube or you can get into uh, Apple Podcasts. You can get on Spotify, wherever you get our podcast. If you did not know, we had a conversation with David Sampson. It was awesome. It was really, really good. Uh, Great. And he, like I said, he opened our eyes to some things we didn't know about before. So just to make sure you're getting informed about everything, if you're on Apple, if you're on Spotify, hit the follow button so you can get informed every time we drop an episode. For everybody else using a different platform where there is not a follow button, um, you can uh, you can subscribe, right? Which is, I guess, what everybody Same else thing. calls it. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> we, we call the big show. It comes out every Tuesday morning. Rain or shine, de- you know, hell or high water, and it's it's the more fun, most fun we have. Okay, jumping in, Brad. Uh, we got to talk about Fourth of July hats again. For those of you right. that did listen to the episode this week, we tarnished New Era's <laughs> reputation one more time. Uh, actually, they did it themselves. We just called them on it. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I don't know that we necessarily did it. I think that, yeah, you're right. They don't need yeah. our help. They don't need our help. And just when we think they can't do anything right at all. They, they go do something with, like this and totally redeem themselves. And crush it. Yeah. So, okay. we uh, They release the 4th of July hats, and then they go ahead and drop this alternate hat. They're calling Summer Nights, right? Summer Nights series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the and Summer Nights so collection. so much better. We're <laughs> like, awesome. why, why are like, these not? So, Brad, put it up on the shelf. For look everybody. at this Braves hat. <laughs> Holy moly. A white crown with a navy blue visor. The way the logo <laughs> pops against the white holy smokes look at this pirates so hat rig good. this is one of the best logos in all of major league baseball and it in looks history. so so good mm-hmm. against that white crown um i'm not necessarily one for the plain s in seattle but come on now it's clean it's very clean and then mm-hmm. another one of the best logos in baseball the reds oh Oof. my goodness oh, it's so good that's awesome. And here's your here's your Yankees hat, Brig. This is your next hat. I yeah, I gotta have that. I gotta get it. <laughs> navy blue with red trim, navy blue <laughs> bill against the white crown with they all have red eyelets and a navy blue squatchy. That's awesome. Yep. Why and are they a red not under wearing these? Yes, the red undervisor. Why are they not wearing these in the all-star game? Or uh, on the fourth of July. That's what I want to know. They should be fourth of July hats. Holy moly. Yeah, it's so new it's era. So- prioritize things get your priorities so, straight get some so good hats this, out there this is what i was thinking i was like all right here here's what i th- here's what i think went down somebody had a bright idea and they got outvoted because it wasn't bold enough those are not necessarily bold hats yeah. they're clean they're very strong but they're not loud they're not aggressive in any way the ones they went with are loud and they're aggressive and they're very bold and i kind of just i just gotta feel like somebody at the new era design team went here's what i think we should do in this this classic beautiful you know off-white crown with these beautiful designs and somebody went no we have to compete with nike give me something louder <laughs> and that's how you we ended up right. with the nascar hats we have now that's what i think <laughs> you're probably right honestly <laughs> gotta be loud make it loud <laughs> yeah. gotta compete with nike all right yeah let's move on yeah. speaking All-Star of hats. game hats more hats. All-Star Game hats have been released. We love hats. I don't know if you noticed. Uh, All-Star Game hats have been released. And I laughed just until I peed my pants, actually, because Brad, <laughs> Brad is in love with mesh hats. And this is what they got going on this year at the All-Star Game. Brad loves nothing more than having a, a stippled uh, 
effect on his bald pate. That's what he wants. That's his best <laughs> summer. It's his favorite summer look. Is to, is, is, he wants his top of his head from the front of the crown back to look like I gotta have freckles, Brig. I need grip. freckles yeah. on the top of my head. <laughs> Only on the back, though. Only yes, on the back third. Exactly right. Two thirds, because that front is covered up. So maybe I wear it. Maybe I wear, maybe I rotate it with the sun. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> my goodness. It's so past it, noon and roll it around. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the thing that's really funny about this is that um, I was on the Not Another Sports podcast with our friend Jason and his friend uh, uh, David. And we were talking yeah. about hats because we actually talked about the 4th of July hats. And um, I said something about how, man, well, at least they didn't go with the mesh. <laughs> and they're like, well, those weren't really that well received. And I brought up what Samson told us about how, no, you don't have any, it doesn't matter what the players think. The yeah. league says this is what you're wearing. And it just so <laughs> happened here we are the, the, at the All Star game. The league says, here, more mesh. This is what you're wearing. <laughs> My good golly. Come on, Major it's, League Baseball. It's so bad. Now, hold on. I do like the black that's very clean. The black I like looks the gold. Good. The gold is great. Um, I don't love the star. And I'll tell you why. Because the okay. first one of these I saw was an Astros hat. And it looked like an asterisk. And I was like, oh, somebody's <laughs> making a joke. And then I was like, no, they all look that way. And it just kind of depends on where the logo, how the logo is weighted as to uh-huh. where the the star is located. But Well, because for, for the Astros, that's a star and a star, right? Yeah, so at yeah, a distance funny. on a small thumbnail, I thought it was an asterisk, <laughs> and I about died laughing. And then that's I thought, so oh funny. no, okay. Anyway, yeah, I don't so mean to the, keep bringing I mean, it up. <laughs> obviously, the star is uh, Hollywood, right? Like that's what the whole thing is because it's the whole thing for the All Star Game has not been send your send your players to L.A. It's send them to Hollywood. It's, that's right. the whole thing they're doing. That's why it's black and gold, whatever. But I don't know. Come on, man. I I will not be buying any hats for the foreseeable future until they get away from these stupid mesh hats because they're not functional for me. A snapback is really functional for me. My Barely. goodness. Yeah. But <laughs> anyway, inflation has prices on everything climbing except for supporting us, our baseball family. We haven't changed our prices on the shop or on Patreon where you can help us get things going that we're that we want to get moving for as price as low as five dollars that is much cheaper than briggs bougie coffee these days because i'm sure inflation has got your coffee up around ten dollars so check us out on patreon like we said five dollars if you want to go a little bit higher ten and then fifteen there's different benefits and things like that for every level now let's go ahead and get into this weekend's games let's do it this is one of my favorite things we do all week Briggs. did you know that Mm -hmm. i mean no i didn't know that but i i love it too is what i mean it's great. So Friday night, we have Apple TV, our Apple TV Plus game. We have the Rangers at the Mets. Um, I mean, the Mets have been really good. They got swept by the Astros, though. Yeah. Like twice in like two weeks. So the Mets are yep. riding the struggle bus right now. I think that having the Rangers come to town is a great way to get back on track. Yep. But, but the Rangers are tough, right? They're that thorn team, like I said, mm-hmm. like we've talked about yep. in the past. So. Yeah, they are. I'm just glad it's in New York. I think you're right. The fact that it's in New York is going to make it a little easier. Mm-hmm. If they were in Arlington, it would probably be a tougher series, honestly. It might be, yeah. Just, yep, I think but right. I think it could be interesting, but I, I think the most interesting part of this is going to 
hopefully give the Mets a little bit of breathing room that they they need. Not that they not that you can take a day off. That's not what I'm saying at all. But it should be uh, easier than trying to beat Houston. Yeah, I would think Houston's hot right now. They're yeah. playing really, really well. They beat the Yankees tonight, two to one. Dude, I'm telling you, man, it's well. They they split that series with the week, with the Yankees last weekend too, and yeah. and never trailed until the game was over. Exactly, that's saying something. I feel like, but then we, that's so that game is at 7 p.m. Eastern time, and then the 8 p.m. game we have the Angels. Speaking of the Astros, at the Astros, um, this game has quite a bit of implications for the American League West. I feel like the Astros can essentially bury the Angels if they sweep them. Yep. Um, the Mariners have a really easy schedule coming up. The Rangers are playing good enough, playing well enough to stay above the Angels. Um, they can pretty much bury them in fourth place with a sweep in this series, in my opinion. Yeah. It's three-game series. Mm-hmm. And I will say that if the Angels find a way to win this series, I will take a pie in the face. Oh, don't have to sweep the series. They just got to win two out right. of three. If they can if, go two out of three, then my I'll kid gets you, to put a pie in my face. That's tough because after last weekend, I'd have been like, yes, go Angels. Win that series. But now I'm kind of like really, really struggling with the Angels these days. But then it's the Astros. Yeah. Like, oh, man. Yeah. But I might I might just be cheering for success. So there's a pie. Yeah, Let's there's see. there could be a pie. There could be a pie. Let's see. Because you are yet to get a pie. I haven't had a pie yet. You've had and two I've pies. Had two. <laughs> I need a pie. That's why I keep throwing it out there. But I, maybe they just need my mojo. Maybe that's all. Maybe. I don't know. I, don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I lend it out. It's interest free. It's fine. There you go. <laughs> all right. Saturday, speaking of the American League West, on FS1, we got the A's at the Mariners. That one is 4 p.m. Eastern. Um, this is a huge series for Seattle. Gotta yeah. win. Gotta win this series. Um the thing that's nice about this is that the Mariners have had a lot of success against the against the A's the last year. Um, yeah, like swept them last week in Oakland. So I'm not too worried about this series in Seattle. The problem is though is that the Mariners have an under 500 record at home, but they're above 500 on the road. So weird, man. It's weird because because Jewel and I were talking on the Seattle baseball together pod earlier this season. Because at that point, the Mariners had been losing on the road, but they were winning at home. So I was like, they got to figure out how to win on the road or they're not going to have any success. Well, they figured out how to win on the road, but they forgot how to, how to win at home. So <laughs> so stupid. I don't know. I do That's feel like hard. they're about a week or two away from everything clicking and everything getting back to where we're expecting because they're going to get Mitch Hanniger back about the All-Star break. Should be getting Kyle Lewis back very soon from a concussion, I hope. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Right. Um, but we'll see how that goes. Here, so. Here's my thing. This is a must win for Seattle no matter what. They've got to win this series, and it's going to start with this game. The other thing I will say is that I think I think you're right. I think in the next two weeks, three maybe, if things aren't starting to really turn back around, I think mm-hmm. they're going to. That'll be it. That'll be all she wrote. Yeah, it it could be. Right now, they've won seven of nine, so that's great. It's great playing playing really well. Um, like I said, they they swept the A's. They're going for six in a row, and then there was the brawl, lost some guys to ejection. And yeah. then lost that game, and then came out flat the next day. Kirby had the worst game of, the, of his career, of his young career so far, and yeah. the Orioles just blasted. And then they won the next two games against the Orioles. But that's the kind of schedule the Mariners have right now. The rest of the way, the rest of the season, they had their twenty fourth in strength of schedule. So Whoa, things have lined okay. up for them perfectly. They were first up until the big middle of June. Now they're twenty fourth. 
Wow. Okay. That's, That's they just, awesome. This, they, they have to beat the teams they're supposed to beat. That's right. The thing. And Oakland is one of them. They got to beat yes, them. Most definitely. It's a must win for every yeah. reason you just said. Okay. Yep. Well, okay. Fox on Saturday night. Fox on Saturday night, 7 p.m. Saturday Eastern time, according to your local listings. You can watch one of these two games. Either you can see the Red Sox at Wrigley, which is cool, or you can see the Padres in L.A. play the Dodgers. Here's what it comes down to for me. If you're going to watch the Red Sox, then Boston really needs to sweep this series. There's no reason Boston doesn't take the series um, as you know, t- all the way around, but they should sweep it. This should be a no brainer for Boston. Mm-hmm. So if you want to watch Boston play terrific baseball, then tune into this game, unless it's the only game you have, then tune into it. <laughs> moving <laughs> down, moving down to the Southwest, if, uh, Padres at Dodgers, I think for me, it's the biggest series of the weekend. This is playoff preview stuff. This is the, probably the heavily, the most heavily contested, division in all of baseball right now this is big big time stuff for every reason so for Mm -hmm. me you absolutely have to watch this game or this series if you're gonna watch baseball this is the one yep i absolutely agree with you that is that's yeah the biggest biggest series of the weekend it's awesome i love when the teams that are one two play each other they're so much fun Yeah. yeah i love it Unless well, you're 13 games back or whatever. Unless you're 13 games back, because that <laughs> makes a huge difference. <laughs> but anyway, in case you missed the announcement, baseball baseball family, we are now partnered with Chinook Seedery uh, to bring you discounts and the best sunflower seeds ever. Take a look right here. We've got them <laughs> on the screen now. Yeah, they're there. <laughs> Every purchase you make is 10% off and also helps support the show when you use code btpod at chinookseedery.com again that's btpod at chinookseedery.com we'll put a link down in the doobly-doo for you so you can get there easily if you want to go buy some seeds my favorite is the hatch chili brig yours is the parmesan and pepper yeah but that dill pickle is nothing it's nothing short of spectacular i so (laughs) i was a little nervous to try the dill pickle i'll be honest with you yeah. Because of how terrible my experience was with the Spitz ones. These taste yep. like fried pickles. They're outstanding. They do. They taste like they're fried so pickles. Good. But and there's I a roasty say, thing. Oh, man. And and that's one of the things I was just going to say about the uh, about the barbecue is that that's the, those are the best barbecue seeds I've ever had. Legitimately. Yep. You know what? I figured it out about the Smokehouse barbecue. What's that? It's the brown sugar. It leads with a brown sugar sweet. And then it moves into a tiny bit of spice and ends super smoky. And if you're patient enough, like I am, to crack through the seed shell and get to the seed itself, man, the reward is huge payoff. Every one of these seeds, like the seed itself, not the shell. The shell flavor is amazing. But the seeds themselves are the best tasting seeds I've ever had. And they're the biggest. Have you you noticed how many of them are like two times the size they should be? This, the seed itself is enormous. <laughs> yeah. It's so good. Man, yep. it's so satisfying. No, Gone yep. are the days where you crack through the shell to an empty shell, heaven forbid, but then a tiny, tiny sliver <laughs> of one. No, these guys are not pulling those games. And it's really yep. cool. That's I don't right. know how you quality control track the inside of a seed shell. 
but they must be somehow. <laughs> but somehow they've got them. <laughs> anyway, okay, let's move on, Brig. Let's th- let's wrap this thing up before we go too long. So we Fine. have this Sunday, Wake Up in Baseball on Peacock. That's noon Eastern. Wake up for some of you. Wake up for me on the West Coast. Anyway, got yeah. the Royals at the Tigers. Why is this game on national television? Did Peacock not pay enough for baseball? Like, that's what i want to know yeah. it was major league they baseball like, mm, you can have these two games yeah <laughs> we don't know if your platform's gonna be around anymore soon so why yeah. would we <laughs> they, they must have weird viewership or weird subscribership or something and the only med- thing i can think of is that uh this game was scheduled they do not flex and I mean, I thought the Tigers were going to be better this year. We thought the Royals were going to be a pest, but they're not yep. even that. Not anymore. Nope. So, they're, I mean, they're going to look like it on Sunday because they're playing Tigers. But anyway. You're right. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's what I think. Sometimes watching two really good teams is just as good as watching two really bad teams. It's true. Right? <laughs> it's as long as, as the field is level, right? That's all. That's all we ask for, and this is a great yep. opportunity. And yeah. Miggy is chasing that record, so I – for me, you tune in to see Maggie. Yeah, there you go. That's right. Yeah. All right. And then Sunday night on ESPN got the Cardinals at the Phillies. Um, take a look at the Bryce Harper list Phillies to see how they respond. Um, the Cardinals are will either be in first place or right there in the NL Central. So the Cardinals are a great team this year. Um, see time. how the Phillies play against a a contender, at least a playoff contender, because we don't know what the Phillies are yet. So we're we're still gonna have to fill them out, no pun yep. intended, for a little <laughs> while to see how things are gonna go without Bryce Harper. So chair <laughs> just broke. There, that's cool. Um, I will tell you that we got a screenshot. That look on my face was probably fabulous. Um, did you know Kyle Schwarber has more home runs than the entire Detroit lineup? <laughs> it doesn't surprise me. Actually, it does surprise me a little bit because they yeah. have Javi Baez. Like, why is that dude? He, why did he disappear? Why did he go to Detroit and completely disappear? He, well, he's playing terrible baseball. Yeah, I know. It's terrible. It's and unreal. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, it's weird. Maybe be... did the Cubs see something we didn't? Because I remember so real quick about Baez. Remember we read in Cubs Way forever ago. They talked yeah. about how Baez had like a hitch in his swing, and there were some things about him that people that teams weren't sure about. Yep. But the Cubs were like, we can work with it. And they yep. did. But now they it's did. like, I don't know. It's weird. It's really weird. Yeah. It's probably a lot of things. But anyway, baseball family, thank you for joining us. Um, Brad thinks Angels Astros is the series to watch this weekend. I think it's Padres Dodgers. Um, we're pretty excited to see how these go. Which series are you most excited to see? And if you have any other questions for us, anything you want to get involved in or anything you want to um, ask us or, or poke fun at us about, like my chair breaking or whatever, you can do that on baseballtogether.com. Uh, you can leave us a voicemail. You can drop us a line with a message. If it's appropriate, uh, language appropriate, we will share it on the show and uh, answer your questions that way. So baseballtogether.com is the where and you're the why. And the mail and the mailbag form is the how but anyway thanks for joining you baseball family we're gonna get out of here we'll catch you next week